Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And also hit up those links on uh, our Twitter and our Instagram. Hit us up on TikTok as well. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out and make them a part of your new car buying process by going uh, to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz and also hughes and coleman injury lawyers the official injury lawyers of the tennessee titans if you've been injured in a car wreck give them a call at 800-800-4600 so zach uh there is there is no secret that we all believe and we as in the titans media and titans fans who watch the titans believe that the titans offense has been way too predictable under offensive coordinator todd downing uh, and I think that's can be told by simple stats, right? First down in the NFL has changed uh, as the rules have changed, where it used to be a rundown, but now with rules to help the passing game and to open up uh, the game as a whole, first and 10 has become one of the most beneficial passing downs in the NFL. But we know the Titans don't exactly follow trends when it comes to that. And Darren says, here's his stats, run, run, pass, punt. We've seen a lot of run, run, pass, punts uh, in the Titans uh, series over the last 18 or so games that Todd Downing has been the offensive coordinator. So Ryan Tannehill was asked specifically if he thought the Titans offense was too predictable against the Giants, and Ryan Tannehill had a pretty simple answer. I don't know. You have to ask the Giants. So that's it. That's the second time this week, Zach, that Ryan Tannehill has been asked a question by the Titans media where he has then uh, turned it over to asking somebody else, the first one being this. Uh, we were just trying to get the ball on the right hash there, so uh, timeout wasn't really wasn't really a factor. Uh, just trying to be able to, to move, move the ball over the right hash and we were able to, to clock it, so it ended up being the same type of situation. Did you think about holding the timeout to try and make the kick a little bit closer? Like, was that a discussion that went on at all, or was was the priority the hash mark there? Yeah, you have to ask Rabes about that. Um, that's the information I got, so that's what we go. So ask Vrabel about the timeout situation. Ask the Giants if they're too predictable. Zach, well, what do you think about Ryan Tannehill's response here? Sounds like a company man. I don't know. You're going to have to ask the boss. I don't know. You know, um, I don't know if this is frustration or, I mean, of course, everybody's frustrated that, you know, in that building that they lost to the New York Giants at home to open the season, right? They're not happy about that. But, you know, it is starting to stack up where, you know, it's deflecting, right? It's not answering the question because he either doesn't, and look, he has every right to do this. He's the quarterback. He can either answer the question or say no comment or refuse to. I mean, you saw Lamar Jackson last week refuse. I mean, the reporters asked him three different times about his contract after he just told him, I'm not answering any questions about the contract. 
they don't have to answer any question, but it's starting, I think, to be a thing, and that's not a good thing. You need to answer and try to diagnose what's going on, and I think what we're trying to do is to see through the frustrations. We'll talk more about this and hear from Mike Vrabel, but Austin, you know, I think this is maybe a bigger problem because they're running football team. You know, they run the football. They run the football. They're a running football team. I don't know how to, what else to say. And what they're doing is running the football. They're not a passing football team. And I don't know if Todd Downing needs to change that, if the philosophy needs to change, but at the core, every Titans fan should know that their favorite team is a running football team. Their best player is a running back. It's not a quarterback. And so that's what we're seeing on the field is they're running the football. They're not distributing the football. I mean, they're they're distributing it to a bunch of different wide receivers, but they don't have a singular guy that can take over a game. Look at last night. If you watched last night's game on Amazon Prime, Keenan Allen was out. So the next big guy was Mike Williams. Mike Williams stepped up. He had a big game. They ended up losing, but they relied on their guy. The Titans are a running football team, and they tend to rely on their running back, Derrick Henry. Yeah, before we get back to Mike Vrabel on this, uh, you know, Chris says Ryan Tannehill was pissed when they called uh, the timeout before the delay game. He gave, he gave, he obviously knows we needed to say the timeout. Dumb question. Everyone knows they need to say the timeout. It's not a dumb question. It was the right question. Because Sam Phelan followed up with the right question to follow up there to get Ryan Tannehill to answer. So, Chris, not a dumb question at all. It was yeah. actually the perfect question. Who is like <laughs> because who, we got the response from Tannehill. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're trying to find that out. And if you if you don't ask, you don't know. I mean, right. that's that's a life lesson. Yes, and I guess Chris is just saying uh, the media should not ask questions because we already know the answers, right? You know, that's a stupid well, comment. You're trying to figure there. out why you're losing, right? So why did you lose to the Giants? Well, was it your first down run pre- predictability? Was it the lack of uh, game and time management at the end of the, the fourth quarter? Was it coming out with back-to-back three and outs at the beginning of the third quarter? I mean, we're trying to figure out where things went wrong because at the end of the day, they were leading 13 to nothing at half mm-hmm. and got the football to start the third. Yeah, right. And so here's Mike Vrabel when John Glennon asked him earlier this week about running the ball on first down. And then I've got the stats for you on how the Titans uh, ran versus passed on first down. Like the, uh, I guess the, the number of first down runs for Derek, I mean, a lot of people are saying too predictable. But on the other hand, is it only tr- too predictable if you don't gain enough yardage? If they don't, that's, that's pretty much your job and my job. That's what it go. That's what happens around, you know, the the, the second guessing. I mean, we've had a lot of successful, you know, first down runs. We want to have a lot of successful first down runs and and passes on Monday. And so, you know, that's um, that that's the battle that that everybody wages. You know, especially, you know, our focus is on on Buffalo and and going up there and making sure that we have a plan. That whatever we do on first down, um, the players understand, that they believe in, and that they uh, have an opportunity to execute it. So there's Mike Vrabel early in the week uh, answering that. So here's are the stats, Zach. The Titans overall for the game ran the ball on first down 19 times. They passed the ball on first down 10 times. That is a 65% run 
uh, percentage there, right? So 65% of the time for the entire game, they ran on first down. Now, remember with that last drive of the game, what was it, a two-minute drill? The Titans had no choice but to throw the football there to come back. So let's remove that last drive, right? And so they threw the ball on that last drive three times on first down. And then Ryan Tannehill lost two yards on the run to go to the right hash to set up the field goal. So that's one run. So you take that out and they uh, ran the ball 18 times to seven on first down, not counting that last two minute drill. So that's 72% of the time where they had a choice. They ran the ball on first down 72% of the time when they had a decision to make to run versus pass, they ran the ball. How do you feel about 72%? Well, it obviously is too much. I'm trying to kind of diagnose what Todd Downing is thinking. Is he worried? Like, uh, you know, is he too scared? At, and I'm going to use that terminology. Is he too scared that if you're going to have an incomplete pass on first down that you can't run on second down, that you're going to be forced to pass all three downs and he doesn't yes. trust his wide receivers? Yes. That's, that's it. what it feels like. I mean, based on those statistics, it feels like he doesn't want to throw the football on first down because it's going to kill the run game, which, I mean, there's so many different ways to play this, right? I mean, that's why you have different packages, different schemes, different plays. I mean, all, all of that. I, I, I just, I go back to my original point. This is a running football team. You cannot ask them or pray for them to be something that they're not. And if they are a running football team, what do they have to do? They have to run the football and they're doing it a hell of a lot on first down. Yeah. And so, I, you know, scared to pass on first down of the seven passes on first down. How about this touchdown pass to Dontrell Hilliard on the opening drive of the game. The 22 yard catch by Cody Hollister in the first half was on first down. The 27 yard catch by Traylon Burks in the third quarter uh, was on first and 18 after a holding penalty on Aaron Brewer. And oh, by the way, the second touchdown catch by Dontrell Hilliard was on first and 20 after the other uh, holding call on Aaron Brewer. So there's two touchdown passes and two 20 plus yard gains by throwing the ball on first down. It seems like he shouldn't be scared to throw the ball on first down because they clearly had success with big explosive scoring plays on four out of the seven. Maybe that's his identity as a offensive play caller. And Lee says, you know, throwing sometimes opens up the running game. I thought, you know, notoriously that's not what the Titans do, but you saw that more in 2020 under Arthur Smith throwing the football to open up the running game because there was threats, right? Uh, I just, you know, I, I stand by going into this season is the Titans really, like we all, didn't know what they had. They didn't know what Robert Woods is, and they don't know what Traylon Burks is. They don't know what Kyle Phillips. They don't know Austin Hooper. They have not played meaningful football together. And I know that that happens a lot in the NFL and restructuring rosters, but I think there's going they, – they went into game one, week one against the Giants with a lot of doubt and question marks about their offensive roster, about the playmakers of their roster. The one thing that they knew – is Derrick Henry. And that's what they did. 
and they did it a lot in the first half, right? They ran, Derrick Henry ran a lot in the first half. He did not, the only thing he only ran it nine times in the second half, Mm -hmm. if I'm correct. That's that's correct. And that, you cannot do that with a 13-point lead. The problem is that 13-point lead disappeared real quick in the third quarter. Yeah, and and I did see. Uh, I know I hated on an earlier comment from Chris Bork on Facebook, but I got to bring up a good comment from Chris on Facebook. The Titans uh, did lead the NFL uh, last week in seventy plus yard completion, or I'm sorry, in twenty plus yard completions with seven. So seven uh, passes of twenty or more was the most in the NFL in Week One. So. While you're saying, and I agree. Why is that? Is it because everybody is up for the run where the back half of the defense is maybe a a little suspect or vulnerable, right? I mean, you got to kind of play that. There may be a reason for that. So it's a great stat, but is it because they are so predictable? Because when you play the Tennessee Titans, you know the one guy that can kill you is 22. I don't think that the fear of God is in the eyes of the defense when 17 steps on the field. All right, so I've got a response to that, and it's something that I've been preaching over the last two years about the Titans' offense, and we'll talk about here in a second, and also get your opinion on this. What's the right run-versus-pass percentage the Titans need to have on first down? I just told you, when the Titans had a decision to make, if you remove the two-minute drill at the end of the game where they had to pass, they had no choice, when they had a decision to make, they ran the ball 72% of the time on first down. Even if you add in that last drive, it was 65%. So what's the right percentage here on this? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about one of our great sponsors. That's the Bone & Joint Institute. Hey, we're also giving away tickets to the Tennessee-Florida game, which is sold out. And so we're giving away a pair of tickets thanks to the Bone & Joint Institute to the Tennessee-Florida game on our social media. So go check that out, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your chance to enter to win that via the Bone and Joint Institute. And they do a great job of getting you back to health after an injury happens. So go check them out. Boneandjointtn.org is their website. Whenever you get hurt, they are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Go see them in Franklin, state-of-the-art facility, uh, specialists, doctors who do everything and every type of injury as well. So check them out right there at boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM, download the app today. They are the king of the sports book. And if you see that promo code ATOZ Sports, they're hooking you up. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 for pro football. We got a lot of pro football as we're talking about it now, but all day Sunday, you got two games on Monday night. That's something new that the NFL in week two is experimenting with. The Titans are a part of that. So you can go bet at A to Z Sports right there, that promo code when you Sign up and you are a new user. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. All right, so the question we're asking now is what is the correct run versus pass percentage the Titans need to have on first downs? Because I told you the stats for the full game, the Titans ran the ball 19 times to 10 throws on first down. That's 65%. If you take out the two-minute drive where the Titans had to throw the football there, it's 18 to 7, which is 72% of the time. So, Zach, I'll send you the chat. What is the correct percentage uh, for run versus pass for the Titans on first down? I'm seeing some a, a lot of similar numbers, uh, but definitely the chat thinks they're already unbalanced. Yeah, a couple of 50-50s right out of the gate uh, uh, from 
Tavon, uh, 2810, and Dylon, 50 50. Don't be predictable. Scott says 55 45, 60 40 from Patrick, 60 40 from Eric, 55%. Uh, and to clarify, these percentages, I assume, what, run versus pass, pass yeah, versus run, run right? first, right? Yeah, run first. They're a running and, football team. They yeah, have yeah, to run and, the football. And I don't think, I, okay, uh, Jorge, I say Jorge's 45 55. So run more in second down. So there's, there, there haven't been a lot of people that I think are under 50% run on first down. Yeah. Which I think is the correct thing. It needs to be over 50%. It's just not 72%. Well, you have to utilize the threat of the fact that you are a running football team much better. And, and, and I think that's where they struggle. And that's what my point was that I teased before the break there is that I've been, I feel like I've been saying this for over two years now. The Titans have already established the run game. When Derrick Henry walks into the stadium for that day's game, the Titans' run game has been established, right? People know when Derrick Henry's playing that they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry a lot and that Derrick Henry is really good. The only time that they could not establish the run game is after Derrick Henry broke his foot and was out for nine games. With Deontay Foreman and Hilliard, okay, yeah establish the run because you don't have Henry. But when Henry's there dressed out going through warmups, consider it done. Like they already know you're going to do it. So use it to your benefit, right? That's at least what I think. No, I, I think you're right. I think that's where Todd Downing has fallen short. And that cannot continue to happen. Um, you know, I, I think they have to figure out, but, but I also think that there's a learning curve. That's my point is like they I don't know if Todd Downing knows what he has and I don't think he trusts necessarily what he has at least through week one week I don't think he he does. And by Ryan Tannehill's answers, I mean, I think this tells you I, just just asking Ryan Tannehill a question and him answering I don't know, you have to ask the Giants. <laughs> you know what that when somebody tell when somebody answers a question like that it's like, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what an analogy would be, but I don't know. You'll have to ask them. You'll have to, are they, are you happy? I don't know. You'll have to ask her, right? Like that's not a good response. You we're not going to ask the giants. The giants have moved on. There's, yeah, yeah. So he's basically told again, we understand it, but like he's told that reporter to go ask somebody that they cannot ask, right? That ship has sailed. Yeah. So I think that the frustration is starting a little bit. It's week one. I'm not trying to overreact. But the frustration is is seeping out a little bit based on what Ryan Tannehill's answering. Yeah, and I think uh, Sam's stat from earlier in the week is really the true disservice about the play calling tendencies and predictability. Because uh, like we've said, they ran the ball 19 times uh, overall on first down, 18 of Derrick Henry's 21 carries came on first and 10 or longer. 18 of Derrick Henry's 21 carries came on first and 10 or longer. In the game against the Giants, the Titans ran 19 plays on second and third down and less than five. And again, my other stat and rule for the Titans offense if you have second and five or less, just run the ball with Derrick Henry and see what that sets you up on third down with. The fact that Derrick Henry only got three carries 
on non-first down plays, that's ridiculous. So you're being predictable in two different ways. It's not that you're being predictable and just running the ball with Derrick Henry. You're being predictable in running on first down with Derrick Henry and not running on any other down with Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, are you trying to fool yourself, right? Are you trying to fool them? I mean, right? Like, what? Why are you doing that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so I don't is know. that you'll have to ask Todd Downing? Yeah, you'll is have to a... ask. Yes, you'll have to ask Todd Downing. You'll have to ask the guy who's calling the plays? I can't wait until somebody says, well, you have to ask Tim Kelly because we can't ask Tim Kelly because the Titans won't let him talk to the media. Now, that would be playing chess instead of checkers. Oh, God. I'll, I'll, my head will explode if they if somebody says, you have to ask Tim. <laughs> yeah, but this, this offense needs some depth. And I think the other struggle is – you know, you're coming off of an offense from Arthur Smith that was so dynamic, that was so good, right? Because of the players. But, you know, the running back and quarterback are still the same. The wide receivers yeah. are different. But the play calling is different. That's the key. Arthur Smith is not Todd Downing, and Todd Downing is not Arthur Smith. And the reason why Arthur Smith is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons is because of that. You can definitely see the discrepancies between the two coordinators and Austin, it's not going to take much longer for an inept offense to start calling for heads. And that being Todd Downing, it's not going to take long. They're, well, here, we're already starting to get restless because of what the carryover was from the playoff game. These Titans fans aren't going to, aren't going to hold out for long for Todd Downing if he doesn't change some of his ways. Well, he, here's my fear. I, I don't think it's going to change because I, I don't think the person in charge thinks it's a problem. I, I'll tell you why here in a second, but Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your next health plan. And I had my next health plan. I've had a couple of health plans prior to Farm Bureau Health Plans. And my... Next health plan was FBHP.com slash A to Z. And man, am I glad that it was. Better coverage, better service, better rates. I got all three that I did not get with my previous health plan. You can switch today over 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. 75 years. They've been doing this for a long, long time. They're trusted. They can have the plan for you, whether it's you individually, whether it's a family, a small family, a family of five. It doesn't really matter. The perfect, you know, I always talk about perfect make and model for our other sponsor when it comes to Wilson County Hyundai. They have your perfect plan. You just have got to kind of take that chance, do the health assessment, and get the quote. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. Get a quote today. Also, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with your first bet for pro football right there. So, hey, A to Z Sports Picks coming up later this afternoon at 2 p.m. with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards presented by BetMGM. So check out and download the app with code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football after your first deposit here live on this Friday uh, Zach, will the Titans offense change and change by meaning uh, being less predictable because they ran the ball 65% of the time on first down. If you remove that last drive, they ran the ball 72% of the time on first down when they had a run pass choice to make. And so the problem of why I don't think it's going to change 
is because I don't think Mike Vrabel thinks it's a problem. And the reason why is because of what Greg Cosell told Buck Rising earlier this week. You know, again, first of all, they had great success on first down, both running the ball and throwing the ball. Um, Henry was 17 for 73 on first down. Now, that's 4.3 yards a rush, which every coach would take. What was lacking in this game was there were really no big, big explosive runs by Henry. He had an 18-yarder. And other than that, there were no real big runs, which I think everybody just gets used to him making every game, Buck. But yeah. there weren't those in this game. So 17 for 73 um, is pretty good. Now, Tannehill was 9 for 10 for 135 and two TDs with six of those completions resulting in first downs. So, yes, you could look at those numbers and say, wow, they should throw it more. But, you know, my guess is, that when they evaluate this game and their first down plays and their first down approach, they're going to feel pretty good about it within the context of what they do. You know, I mean, they are a running football team first and foremost. I don't think fans in Nashville would probably say, let's stop giving the ball to Derrick Henry. Um, so overall, I think their first down ratio was probably what they would like. And they were very successful on first down. So there's Greg Cosell there. And, and Zach, do you agree with what I'm saying? Like Mike Vrabel doesn't view this as a bad thing. If he says, okay, you're averaging 14 yards on first down passes and 4.3 yards on first down runs, Mike Vrabel is going to say, I'll take it, right? Do you think so? Well, it's when those – so look, all of those things are correct. And I'm glad that Greg Cosell confirmed what I said is, is a running football team, right? I mean – so they, they're not going to flip the script and be 60 to 70% pass on first no. down, right? It's just not going to happen. You have to find a way to give Derrick Henry the football. So to what you're saying, Austin, is the coaching staff, and they're doing some you know diagnosing, so they, I'm not sitting here just saying that they're chalking this up, but is this just a blown coverage and bad clock management and a missed field goal to sum up why they lost? You know, like digging a little deeper, I do think that they they have to throw the ball more to their targets. My issue has been, and I said it earlier, we even put a we did a reel on it on our social medias. Mm -hmm. If you look across the landscape of the NFL, the best players, the best wide receivers get the football and are bar none the the leading receiver for their respected team. The Titans don't have that because they are trying, they've had success with Derrick Henry being that, right? When I read Ty Tyree Kill, Michael Pittman Jr., Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, all of those type of guys, that's the Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. But when Derrick Henry only has 82 yards and not that big run, where is it? Where else does it come from? And in yeah. Sunday's game, it came from Kyle Phillips, which is not a bad thing, but it is in the fact when you have Traylon Burks, a first-round pick, and Robert Woods, a guy you traded for, that is pretty much obsolete towards the end of the game. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, th I think my thing where Greg Cosell is not wrong, the stats are the stats. You know, 17 carries for 73 yards or 74 yards for Derrick Henry on first down is pretty good. But the problem is he only had four carries – um, not on those first down plays, right? So he just needs the ball in other situations. 
you because need here's... to get into third and shorts. Right. right? And to get into third and shorts, you have to have successful second downs. Right. Here's And here's the problem. So I just tracked this. The Titans had five possessions in the first half. On all five possessions, the first play of the drive was a Derrick Henry run. Those five Derrick Henry runs to start the drive only totaled 14 total yards, which is just 2.8 to start the drive. So on average, the Titans started their drive on second and seven at bet, right? That's not even the true thing. It was more like second and in between seven and eight. So now you're in second and long because you weren't as productive on first down as you wanted. I think a lot of this gets blown out of proportion because, you know, he had that 18 yard run on a first down play, but it was already once they had moved the sticks in a drive where they need to be less predictable is the fact that they ran the ball. They had 11 total possessions for the game. They ran the ball in the first play of the drive nine out of 11 times. And one of the two, they passed it was the two minute drive at the end where they had no choice. And so like, that's the problem that 90% of the time you ran the ball in the first drive or the first play of the drive and and didn't have a ton of success there, which then puts you behind the eight ball. The irony is they scored three times on their five opening drives. So there again, Mike Vrabel will see, well, we scored three times by starting second and seven or longer. I don't see it being a problem. So on this topic, what do you want Todd Downing to do Monday night in Buffalo? I want there to be a play action pass on the first play of a drive for the love of God. Just, just do something differently. I'm not saying pass. Well, the they ball. did that to start the Cincinnati game. You remember, I'm not right? saying the first play of the game. I'm just saying the first play of, of, and again, what, what was wrong with that first play against Cincinnati? Jesse Bates only had one route to guard. And so he jumped it. It, it was pretty simple. So just, I mean, Cloudhouse says it's going to be a run, Austin. The first play of the game, yeah, it's probably going to be a run. But they just, we just told you they had a lot of success. They averaged 14 yards per first down pass attempt. So just do that a little bit more. We're not saying switch it up. I'd rather give Derrick Henry more carries on second and five than to I get would to third and short. Yes. <laughs> like you, again, it, it's, it's not. It's not physics. It's not rocket science. You have to have a good second down play to get to third and short. If you watched the game last night, the Chargers and the Chiefs, they got into a lot of third and shorts because they were successful. Both different offenses, granted, but the philosophy of football is very simple. Is because you're you're now, and this is what happened a lot last night. They got into third and shorts, and not always did they convert those third and shorts. But then you're in decision mode. Now the coach can take it into his own hands. Do you punt the ball on fourth and one? Or do you QB sneak it like they did with Herbert last night on fourth and one and get it and extend the drive, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're extending your decision-making as a football coach within your offense. And when you don't have third and shorts, you don't have those decisions. When it's third and three, your ass is going to punt. When it's third and four, you're going to punt. So that's, I think, the the issue that we're bringing up. The best part is Monday night, we're going to find out how they're going to adjust. And just like all of the people in the chat and you and I, Austin, 
we've had a chance to diagnose it was a loss, but uh, you know, week one, see what they did well and see what they did poorly and see how they're going to adapt moving forward to change the end result. Yeah. Um, and Clout House says the Titans threw the ball 33 times on Sunday. Yes, that is correct. Ryan Tannehill had 33 pass attempts, but seven attempts came on the last minute and a half when they had to go down and kick a field goal. Right. And if they would have sealed that, if they would have sealed the game before instead if of they giving it to given- Chig on a jet mm. sweep. It wouldn't have been 33 passes. So it's just, you have, the devil is in the details when it comes to that. Yes. And so you minus seven, maybe they throw two. I don't like doing math on air, but now you're around that 25 range of passes and your stat line looks completely different. You flip it. Instead of 33 pass attempts, 26 rushes, it's probably 33 rushes, 26 passes. And that's where the Titans want to be. They don't want to be. They win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They nope. they want they want Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball twenty five times. They don't want him to throw it forty. They want him to throw it twenty five times because that means as a running football team, your running back and your running game is doing their job. Right. So overall, is the Titans' offense predictable? Yes, they ran the ball ninety percent of the time on the first uh, play of the drive. They ran the ball seventy two percent of the time on on first down minus the two minute drive. So is the offense predictable? Yeah, they are. That's the answer. It's ninety okay. percent good. Ninety percent on the first play of the drive is predictable. Seventy-two percent of the time on first down is predictable. Doesn't mean it can't be effective. It can still be effective, but it's predictable. So you know, I can, here's something. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say like you know. Uh, it's not like you know a basketball team can be a very predictable offense because you know the star player is going to get the shot, but it still means it can be effective because that guy's good enough. Yeah, well, and when the predictability works, it's pretty awesome, right? Like when the, the Chiefs are predictable, Patrick Mahomes going to throw the ball all over the yard, right? When the predictability works for Derrick Henry, it's amazing. We've seen the 170, 180, 205 type games that the Jacksonville Jaguars just can't stop, right? Like it, it's it's amazing, but that the predictability doesn't work against all teams. And the hard part, I think for me, the hardest pill to swallow is, and we'll talk more about this on Monday with Taylor Lewan after mm-hmm. uh after after the game in the locker room. I actually think that Taylor Lewan, the self-awareness and team awareness, uh, I was proud of to hear Taylor Lewan say what he said. We'll play that video and audio on Monday as as the Titans don't play till Monday night. But looking at what the Titans do, if they can run the ball effectively, they can beat anybody. We've seen it. But when they can't, they're hamstrung. And the hardest pill for me to swallow from Sunday's game is they they were up 13-0 against a bad team. They were up – now – Listen, they were up 13-zip. They get the ball back to start the second half against a bad football team. Daniel Jones was the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And the one guy that could beat you was Saquon Barkley, and he ended up beating you on top of a blown coverage and then bad play at the end, as we all know. We saw how the the thing worked out. I would still be saying that same thing if – Randy Bullock hits the field goal. 
how do you relinquish the 13 point lead that you had at halftime to even get to the point of putting it on the leg of Randy Bullock? Yeah, that's their problem. Yeah, and I heard Buck talk about this on primetime this week is that, uh, you know, in the locker room, the media was waiting for Randy Bullock and some of the other players that Buck didn't name them uh, were saying that you guys can't swarm Randy and like put this on him. Like the, the players on it, it's true because you never should have been in the position to need Randy Bullock in a 47 yard field goal as time expired to win. And, and I'm glad that Buck said that. And I'm glad that the players say that because that's the damn truth. Yeah, it's not sure. right. But I Titans fans feel that like the Titans fans are not stupid in that. They do not sit there and rank, blame Randy Bullock. You blame the coaches for instead of a 47 yard foot field goal, maybe getting a 42 with better time management. You blame it for on third and one, getting a first down and extending the lead. So it never even gets to that point. All of those things are the facts. And I don't think that Titans fans are naive to that. I do not think that they blame Randy Bullock. If they well, they're probably at the stadium, but for everybody else that was at home watching the Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers, kickers miss kicks. <laughs> they do, especially in week one. Uh, so Malachi has a good comment to wrap up the the predictability uh, conversation before we move on to Kyle Phillips and his injury. Uh, Malachi says you can't be predictable when it's one player. The Chiefs uh, throw on first down, and it's four or five guys who are out to catch the football, right? And I, I think that's a good point is because when you are a pass-heavy team and teams know that you're going to throw the ball, they just don't know the direction it's going to go or the route concepts or, the, or who's going to catch it. When you're a run-first football team, it's pretty easy to know the guy behind the quarterback is going to get the ball. Right, but, and I agree with 100%, it's a great comment and then a good response there from you, but the concept of running the football is physical. I'm bigger I'm downhill, and I'm going to move weight. And Derrick Henry, my guy, who we just gave the football to, is going to run you over. So, yes, there is some philosophy and nuance and, and nice scheme when Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it is unbelievable. The sidearm touchdown that he threw yeah, last night was unreal. That's not the Titans' philosophy. It's brick on brick. Who's going to win? And Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones and the offensive line, they are going to move you so Derrick Henry gets into and does what he does best. Yeah. That's the differences of philosophy. Both work. But if you feel like you're more physical than the other guy, then I'd honestly rather have the Titans philosophy because bigger and better players move weight. It, it, it's easier to run if you're bigger and faster and stronger than the guy that you're you're going up against, whether you're an offensive lineman or you're Derrick Henry against a linebacker or safety or corner. No, I, I don't disagree. I, I was, I quickly looked at our uh, Twitter mentions and there is a, uh, there's a Twitter account uh, whose name is following us. It's run, run, pass, punt, hashtag fire Todd Downing. That's just the temperature of Titans Twitter right now uh, when it comes to all of these conversations that we're having about the offense. So uh, A to Z sports here live on this Friday Zach, let's talk about Kyle Phillips because Kayla Anderson tweeted out a video yesterday of Kyle Phillips getting hurt. Uh, and I don't think really anybody knew that Kyle Phillips was hurt uh, after the game because he made that great play uh, to get the Titans in position to win the football game. Uh, and then he showed up and did not practice yesterday, which was their first practice of the week before Monday night. So Kyle Phillips did not practice with a shoulder injury. 
Is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal? And we'll play the video where he got hurt. But first, let me tell you guys about our new friends at Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. They are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And when you've been injured in a car wreck, you need them to fight for you. Get all the money you deserve from the insurance company. They've collected over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky, and we'll get you all the money and all the dollars that you deserve. So if you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman right now for a free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600 for a free case consultation at Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. A to Z Sports were powered by BetMGM. New users get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with the promo code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ Sports. If you have not joined, you can join today. Use that promo code. They are the king of the sports book. And man, are they awesome. They will, look, I bet, I bet last night I did win because the Chiefs won. So that was nice. Promo code ATOZ Sports for new users. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app today. All right, so we're asking the question, big deal, small deal, or no deal? Kyle Phillips did not practice yesterday with a shoulder injury, which was, I think, a little bit unexpected uh, there. Also, Christian Fulton and Dontrell Hilliard were held out uh, of practice as well uh, with hamstring injuries. So that's not good either, right? Your starting corner uh, with a hamstring did not practice, and then the guy who caught two touchdown passes uh, for you in the game, your only two touchdowns uh, of the game, also did not practice in that. So... Uh, I I thought it was interesting because I never knew that Kyle Phillips was hurt. Um, and so I'm going to play the video here in a second from Kayla Anderson of, of News 2 about the play where Phillips uh, made the big catch uh, right before the end of the game and then was holding his shoulder. Here it is. So left shoulder, right? I mean, he immediately went to hold like the collarbone shoulder area. That that looked worse than I remembered seeing it on TV. I, I don't know what you thought, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, maybe uh, his shoulder is bothering him pretty well. So I've broken both of my collarbones and I've torn my labrum. So I've had shoulder, my shoulders, yeah, they, they're, they're not as good as they once were. When you do this, that's not good. When you do this, that's something else, right? So th- this and that is different. He did this. I always be be concerned about that. He did, you know, it was at the end of the game. I remember this. So this is actually how I would retell it. I remember him doing this, but it's like if you've ever been in a car accident and then the dust is settled and then if the cops have come, they're asking you questions about what happened and they're like, and you're starting to be like, well, yeah, there's a red car to the right, and there's a blue car. You're starting to remember things, but you completely forgot about it because of what happened afterwards, right? You're yeah. concentrating on the wreck. Are you okay? All that stuff. That's exactly how I felt about this game because I remember that him holding his shoulder, but then you move on to, okay, well, are they going to call – then the timeout fiasco, right? So, well, then why the hell did they just call a timeout? They didn't get the playoff. Now, all of a sudden, they're just going to run 18 seconds and get to the right hash. Now, the Giants call the timeout. Now, the uh, Bullock comes out, kicks the field goal, misses the field goal, and now we're in the postgame show. And right. I have completely forgot about this signal. 
Yeah, yeah. And so I, I went back and looked because I'll play the video again. So it's his left shoulder. He, what I saw it on when I went and watched the broadcast replay of that play, he came down with his elbow extended, Zach. So you know, you're, if you're an expert on shoulder injuries, then it came down like that where it might have popped it a little bit or something might have happened there when he fell. Uh, and then with all that commotion of the Titans having to call a timeout, they changed offensive personnel. Phillips broke the huddle for the next play before the Titans called timeout in the before the play clock expired. So he broke the huddle to go line up, and then they called the timeout. They changed personnel. He came off the field and was not on the field for the Tannehill run to the right uh, to lose two yards to set up the field goal. But let's watch it again. It's his left shoulder, and it's he landed like with his arm somewhat extended uh, on the sideline after making the catch. So it's like his elbow got jammed into the into the turf there, and he did like a full roll without withholding the shoulder, and then got up using his right arm and protecting that limb there. So big deal, small deal, or no deal that Kyle Phillips did not practice the shoulder injury. I mean, he was the leading receiver in targets and yards in his first NFL game. Well, that's why I want to say it's a big deal because of that, but I th- I'm going to say it's a small deal because. So I liked how he went like that. On, with his shoulder, he at least probably, put his hand on his hip. Probably he's like trying to stretch. Well, you, no, when it's bad, it does this, right? True. It goes yeah. limp or you're holding it. Again, I've had shoulder injuries. Or you're holding it up like a sling would, right? Because of, of something going wrong. So I actually, I'm not going to say big deal. Because of that last little hand on hip, if it would have just done that, I would have been like, uh-oh, this is not good. So that makes me feel a bit better. And here's the reason why I'm saying it's a small deal. You you want Kyle Phillips to play because you want him to stack days, stack games, uh, get more involved in the offense because obviously Ryan Tannehill trusts him. But I think it's a small deal because I think that Traylon Burks and Robert Woods are going to be a much bigger part of this offense in week two. And so uh, I'm not putting big deal on it. I, you, you don't – Kyle Phillips needs to practice to play. I just I think that's – a Titan standard. He needs to practice. He hasn't practiced yet. There's still Monday night. I'm, I'm going to say small deal. I don't think it is a big deal, but I also don't think it's a no deal because of what he did in week one. Yeah, I think it's a small deal. I, I want to see what happens if he practices because we have to remember the Titans play on Monday. So yesterday's Thursday practice was actually Wednesday. Today is Friday, but it's actually the it's actually Thursday according to the Titans and how they're going through their week. And so I want to see how that progresses. I, I also agree, small deal. I feel like when Kyle Phillips was putting his, his, his hand on his shoulder or his hip like that, I feel like in his head he was like, at cool, at cool, at cool, at cool. Don't, don't show me. Like, it's, he, he could probably feel his heartbeat in his shoulder. Uh, but like just knowing that this is the moment that he was in and the catch that he just made in that moment was, and then fighting through whatever pain this was, I feel like it's, it, it is a small deal because the Titans need him. And regardless of what Traylon Burks and Robert Woods and Austin Hooper might or might not do Monday night, Kyle Phillips is going to be a big part of this offense because 
three of his six catches came on that last two minute drive. And if that's where you need Kyle Phillips and you might need a two minute drive or, or need a, a have a drive where you got to have some points against Buffalo. And I think you got to have Kyle Phillips in that moment. Yeah. And, and he was huge. I mean, there's no doubt that he was huge on that last drive and what a gr- what a better story. Like I said, I, I still would have said, how do you relinquish the lead that you did, but what a better story that Ryan Tannehill and rookie out of UCLA single-handedly take them down the football field to kick a game-winning kick and start one and zero. That is a good, uh, a better story than than the story we actually got. Yeah, for sure. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. It is time for ain't that good news. Uh, but Zach, tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai. It's where you need to go for your perfect make and model if you are in the market for a new or used car. They got new cars on the lot with which include the Palisade, full-size SUV, third-row seating. It also includes all the bells and whistles. It's got snow mode, sport mode, normal mode. Both Austin and I have test-driven that vehicle. It is awesome. We love the Palisade. Also love the Sonata, which is a four-door sedan. You can also get the Tucson, the Santa Fe. Like I said, perfect make and model. They have your your model. You've just got to go find it at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They even have the Ionic, which is battery-powered. They can order vehicles. They can customize them. They can make it happen right there at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports when you do sign up, and you're going to get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 for that first bet after your first deposit. It's really easy. You download the app. You sign up, plug in our code, ATOZ Sports. You make your first deposit, and your first bet on pro football is risk-free up to $1,000. We have A to Z Sports picks uh, presented by BetMGM coming up at 2 o'clock Central today with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards to get you guys ready for the college and NFL weekend. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, is the only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualifications, eligible requirements. Rewards issued with knowledgeable for bets. Is credit for best expiring seven days. For public game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Time for Ain't That Good News. Uh, so share your good news in the chat, and I will... Uh, start Zach Goodman says good news. High school alma mater is playing on TV tonight in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So that's good uh, for Zach Goodman. Uh, my alma mater is playing against its biggest rival. So it's Brentwood Ravenwood tonight, Battle of the Woods. I almost forgot about it until uh, that Zach Goodman's comment there kind of teased me on that. So uh, Zach, what are some other good news that you see there in the chat from the people? Uh, well, so I'll, I'll give some time for more comments yeah. to roll in and, my good news is actually it's kind of it, it has to do with high school. This is it all kind of comes full circle. So I was getting my hair cut uh, this week and I, I walked in and I get flagged down and I feel like everybody, I mean, growing up will resonate with this. You know how you have like your best friends that you uh, you go over to their, their house, you spend the night, you, you hang out throughout the course of middle school and high school and you get to know their parents and then you know, their little brothers. I mean, it's just like a core family. It's your friend's family. I have not seen uh, the father. The guy named Mike was, was my good friend in high school. His dad, Joe, walked in and flagged me down. So, I mean, I hadn't seen him in God knows how long. And 
we sat there and we caught up for a second. Like I had, I used to spend the night at, you know, his, his house for years at, at high school. And it was like, I don't know. It's kind of like a time machine yeah. for, for a little bit reminiscing on the high school experiences that we had had uh, and, and all the good times and catching up to see what, you know, his life. Again, I haven't talked to him in a long, long time catching up. My friend, Mike lives in New Hampshire. He went to Richmond. So we, fell out of touch he's got a whole new life up there so i hadn't again out of sight out of mind but that's my good news i it kind of went back down memory lane this week randomly when i went in to get my haircut wow that's some crazy uh good news there uh, jacob says my good news is getting to work from home today allowing me to watch the show instead of driving two hours a day teaching classes for work early this week uh, how about this, Alonzo? My son picks a lottery ticket for five dollars at Speedway and wins two grand. Alonzo, now see, or, or I should say, Alonzo's son. I, well, no, here's what I'm saying, like, because Alonzo, how did your son get that five dollars? I don't know how old Alonzo's son is. I guess to play the lottery, you have to be at least eighteen, so it's probably his money. <laughs> if it was like you know his son, you know, getting a, using allowance money for that, then maybe Alonzo deserves a cut. I, I don't know about that. What do you, do you think Alonzo deserves a cut? Uh, no, it, whoever bought the ticket, you don't unless think unless it is unless it is talked about before, it's whoever bought the ticket. That, that's my stance. Okay, fair. Uh, G-Man says, good news. Weather has been amazing. No humidity this week. I, I love waking up and just walking outside and feeling the beautiful, crisp air. Uh, so my good news is actually, uh, so yesterday, what was it? I guess Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Didn't get a lot of sleep. Uh, one of my dogs had a little GI issue, which caused me to be up through most of the night. And we were worried what was going to be going on with that. But the good news is, in over 24 hours, no more problems. So we got caught up on sleep last night, and she is feeling much better after that. So I thought, you know, didn't know if there was going to be a vet trip in the future or not, but uh, she feels great. So good news avoided, uh, avoiding bad news on that potential issue. And uh, all the things were able to be done outside and not inside the house too, especially in the wee hours of the morning uh, when things are kind of, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So my good news is uh, – Healthy pups moving forward. And I've got a I've got like a super relaxing weekend because last weekend, first week in the NFL, and a big weekend for college football. This weekend, kind of a chill college football weekend, not like a ton of big time matchups after a lot of big time matchups the first couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to obviously Ole Miss Georgia Tech, which nobody else is, but sneaky game. Penn State Auburn at yeah. 230. I, that, I, that that one has caught my eye and caught my attention, and I will be watching. That's really the the main matchup uh, nationally that's interesting. So there's not like Miami versus Texas A and M. Well, that would have been game day if if Texas A and M didn't wet the bed. Yeah, and uh, A and M changing the quarterback too. They benched their guy. They're starting Max Johnson, who uh, the LSU transfer. So that's interesting there too. But then so I've got like a chill weekend Saturday. Because uh, Tennessee plays Akron, that's a chill. And then no Titans on Sunday. So a little bit of relaxation Saturday, Sunday, compared to last weekend having a lot of moving pieces. So looking forward to that and spending some time with my wife and family uh, over the weekend there too, before a busy Monday night for Titans Bills. Uh, big Ten Jeff has some Big Ten good news, saying Notre Dame fans are coming back down to earth after losing to Marshall. Uh, Louis says, uh, uh, 
older brother surprised him by driving up from Alabama to New York to come see his recently purchased home. That's that's awesome, right? You're showing off the the new digs. That's that's always a feel good for that. Uh, let's see here. Good news. Uh, one year old daughter started walking. Look, that's that's monumental, right? It's yep. growing up. And I saw another one. Let's see here. And uh, B Bird says made it through the first week of teaching my little. So I assume there's a teacher right there, or maybe just kids or so, sorority. I don't know. Good. Uh, and Demetrius got a promotion to his job. Congratulations to Demetrius. There's there's some good news all around on this uh, Friday. Darren says uh, C-section scheduled for the wife on ten seventeen, so they won't miss a Titans game. So that you know, if you're gonna have a baby uh, in the football season, you know try to not do it during the middle of the game or I don't know, do it in the middle of the game. And that's the, the way they come into the world. I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, that's it for us this week. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Again, A to Z sports picks is coming up with Alan and Brian at 2 PM central time uh, and injury updates uh, throughout today. And even on Saturday for the Titans, when it comes to Kyle Phillips and Christian Fulton, Dontra Hilliard and some others uh, as they approach that Monday night game, in Buffalo against the Bills. So we'll see you guys on Monday morning. Buck Rising, we'll see you guys on Sunday night. We'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend. See you soon. Thanks. Adios.